0: Welcome back, everyone, for Episode 17 of the Zero Analytics Podcast. Today on the show, we visit Smithfield, Virginia, to talk with Ryan O'Connor. Ryan pilots the Mark Mode p Speed Shop ride in the Southeast Tour, hitting as many big races as possible. Knowing Ryan from a distance through the team I used to travel with, I finally got a chance to talk with him down at the first annual G-Man race earlier this year at Tri-County Raceway. I was impressed with his performance on the track and his demeanor off. In addition to racing himself, he has a few people he helps on the race weekends, and they each had a great performance this past weekend at the Maxi Nationals. We all know the names Cash, Mullis, Adams, and Connell, but who's the next generation to take the sport into the future? Well, I sure don't know, but if today's guest is any indication, the sport is definitely in good hands. Without any further ado, my friend... Mr. Ryan O'Connor. Hey, one more thing before we get started, guys. Please share. Uh, The biggest thing you can do to help the podcast is tell someone. Tell a friend. Tell your buggy pusher, your tire washer, your motor builder, whoever. Just tell somebody if you like it. And don't forget to subscribe on either Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast. Wherever you find podcasts, you can subscribe. Thank you so much for your time. (laughs) All right. So, Ryan O'Connor, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how are you doing, bud? Thanks for having me on. Hey, yes, sir, man. I know that... uh, our timing's a, a little bit different. We were uh, trying to set up a time, and I know that you work the night shift. So um, technically, for me, it's in the afternoon around 3 o'clock. For you, it's, uh, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but it's more of uh, like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, it's rough being on night shift, but uh kind of make it work where I can. So it's not, not too bad.
0: How um how does it generally work out? Uh as far as your work goes with racing, do you work also on Friday evenings or is that, um, do you get off when you, when you can or how does that generally work?
1: So I work just, uh, the normal 11 to 7 schedule. So I go in, my week starts on uh, Sunday night. I go in at 11 and then uh, my week ends Friday morning at 7. So, um, I try to, after we race on Saturdays, um, get everything cleaned up for the most part and, uh, kind of put you know most of the way back together and uh, on Sunday before I you know go into work and then on Friday mornings after I get off work um head back into the shop and you know finish up anything that I had to do as far as putting the cars together and you know scaling out and everything but um also try to pick a couple of days during the week and you know go out there and work on tires and everything so it's uh it's not the easiest thing in the world, but you know I, I kind of make it work. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit easier, and uh and, and how old are you right now? Twenty one. Twenty one. Yes. Yeah. So you um, I don't think you have any kids yet. At least maybe not that you know of. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no kids that I know of. Hopefully, yeah. it
0: stays that way. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh So when you're you're racing in general, you. What series are you currently running um, as far? I mean, you're located in what, in Hampton, Virginia, or?
1: Um, So I currently live in Smithfield, Virginia, but uh, my racing operation and where I grew up is Chester, Virginia. So it stays at uh, all the go-karts and tires and everything stay at my parents' house.
0: Okay. And is your... And so your brother also races. Do you guys race out of the same trailer? Do you guys, uh, like, meet during the week to work on stuff? How, how does that generally work?
1: Um, so he just actually started driving for a guy uh, down. He lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. And he just started driving for a guy that's located down uh, near him. So he's working on his own stuff right now. Um, but prior to that, um, I was taking care of all the go-karts and everything during the week. And uh, cause it was more of a drive for him. I'm only about an hour from uh, the shop and you know, where everything's located at. So I would go and work on everything during the week and get it all cleaned up and put back together. And then uh, Fridays after he got off work he works a normal day shift schedule. So um, Fridays after he got off work, he would drive to the house and scale out and, you know, finish up anything that he wanted to do. But um, so.
0: Okay. And, <clears throat> for your racing like right now, is that something, do you have sponsors, uh, people that help you out? Are you generally footing the bill, uh, splitting the costs with other people? Um, how, and uh, no, I'm not trying to dig in and I can certainly cut this out, man, if I need to, but I, you know, just curious because I know it, you know, when I was 21, I know uh, one, I wasn't making very much money and I think pretty much everything I made went to go karting. So I was just kind of curious. I know that you're kind of in that stage and, um, uh, you know, I didn't know if, you know what your situation was
1: yeah so um i like you said you know young don't really have a whole lot of money saved up already you know growing up and stuff so um i do foot my racing bill and uh, i also have another guy that drives uh kind of for me you know he buys his own equipment and everything but i take care of it and uh he kind of splits the cost on tires and everything so it makes it easier on me, it makes it easier on him, and we just kinda make it work. So like I'll pay my own entry fees and uh go karts and um motors and everything, and then we split the tire bill and he does the same thing as far as uh buying his go-karts and motors and everything. So
0: but, <clears throat> And who is who is who is it that races with you? Is that Colin?
1: Yes, sir, Colin Bowden.
0: Gotcha. And um for Currently, what are you riding on chassis wise and motor wise?
1: So, I've uh, uh, been on Trick Olympic um, since mainly since 2010. There was a couple of uh, rides that I had in there um, in, the, in the meantime, but um, I'm currently on Trick Olympic uh, chassis with Jonathan Cash and PMP Speed Shop uh, doing the engines. So, and actually, the, uh, the boy that drives for me, Colin. Uh, He does, um, his motors through CK and Marty Maddox. So, you know, he, he kind of does a little bit of a different route than what I do, but.
0: Gotcha. Sometimes that's good. And, you know, uh, you had just mentioned cash and I know he's from a distance. I don't know him, you know, that well, or really at all, but, um, as far as I've always noticed that he's been really good and one of the few people over the years that, um, that seem to make all kinds of different go-karts go well and stuff like that. So I think sometimes, you know, not having everybody on the same motor and everything like that kind of, uh, maybe gives you a more, a little more credit and, and at least makes people think that they'll be able to come to you and you can get their program kind of going in the right direction.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that a hundred percent. And yeah. uh, like you said, cash is, you know, <sighs> is definitely one of the best and, you know, kind of, kind of always made things work. So
0: yeah, and you're running super heavy currently, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. And um, for people that don't know, Ryan, he's not um, super heavy. kind of he's just like kind of like me. I mean, I think when we were talking at uh, Tri County, you know, there's not many people that are as tall as me. You know, six four. So I mean, you're getting you're out there close. So um, you're not you're not like a bigger guy. You're just kind of a longer person. Yeah, um, it's
1: uh it's tough, um, kind of with the height deal like you were mentioning before because back a couple of years ago, you know, I was kind of in that stage of, you know, the, my weight was fine as far as the heavy class went, but the kind of the height, you know, I was felt like kind of hurt me. So I was having to make the decision of, uh, you know, whether I was going to stay and try to make the heavyweight class stuff work or, you know, gain a couple extra pounds and, you know, run the super heavy class and see how that went. And uh, when that actually started me in the super heavy class, that. It wasn't planned really at all, but you know, it, it happened and uh, it's been ever since so
0: Yeah, that is definitely your class. It's uh, it's kind of one of those things with uh, the long legs sticking up there. Uh Physics is not in your favor. You know what I mean for the most right. part? Let's track You know if we had a big rainstorm or something it might help you. But other than that, right? Um, so, you know. and so Tell me a little bit about how, uh, let's go back to when you kind of got started racing. And, uh, you, you know, you're, I actually, the first time I think we talked was uh, Tri-County, and I talked to Alex a little bit, Alex White, and uh, kind of like, you know, really like a little brother to me, man. He spoke really highly of you, and uh, and we were talking a little before. I just really wanted to get you on here. You are um... You know, you're at that age where you're kind of, you know, in between, you know, maybe a mortgage and high school. So that's a that's a good racing time. And I know you do your own stuff. And um, so anyway, just for people listening, I, you know, someone that's actually driving and doing their own stuff. And I think um, that's that's kind of a lost start. And when I, you know, I watched you a little bit at Tri County and stuff. And I, you know, you're really running good and and doing a pretty good job. And so, um, so you know, first of all, thanks for coming on. But um, so let's go back to how you first got started in racing in general.
1: Um, So, it was back in, like, 2004, um, you know, growing up, me and my brother growing up outside and, you know, just riding bicycles and stuff, and um, my dad actually had got us a dirt bike, and um, so we were just riding him around the yard and stuff, and um, he took us to an actual motocross track, and he was, you know... We were going to start racing uh, dirt bikes, and um, the first time we went out, you know, we were young, you know, kind of the bikes were too big for us at the time, so we were timid of it, and you know, it it didn't really go all that well, so my dad was thinking, you know, hey, maybe this isn't going to work out, and um, he raced himself back in the 90s, um, just around Capital City and like the Virginia State Series and stuff like that. And, uh, so he asked us, he was like, what do you guys think about go-kart racing? And, you know, we didn't really know anything about it, but, you know, we were open to it. So we, uh, went up to Capital City one Saturday night just to check things out and, um, you know, kind of like the way that everything looked and the way everything went. So, um, the next week, my dad got in touch with some of the guys that he raced with back in the nineties and, uh, got us a go-kart. So that's how we we started and that was back in 2006. So about halfway, you know, midway through the season in 2006 is when we, uh, actually started racing. And, uh, he had just bought one, my dad had just bought one go kart at the time. And it was a champ cart. Um, I'm not sure who owned it before us, but it was a R and B chassis. And, uh, he got it through Ted Tapscott in the cart shop located. It was at the time located here. And, uh, of the richmond virginia area so it was local and uh everything worked out pretty well as far as that gift went
0: was capital city is is that uh kind of the track that you grew up racing on more or less like you're the closest or the home track to you
1: yeah capital was uh about it's about 30 45 minutes from where my parents live at so that was our local track and uh we finished out this 2006 season at capital city and uh, started the 2007, um, season there. And, um, by that time, my dad had bought another go-kart and he had bought a flat cart. So my brother was riding the flat cart and I was riding the champ cart. And, uh, we, I think, think we were actually in two separate classes at the time. Um, in 2007, um, in 2006, when, all that was taking place we were actually having to swap the restrictor plates and engine uh back and forth in between every time that we had went out because we only had uh, one go-kart and one motor and you know the age difference that we were um we had to run two separate classes so um but yeah capital city was our local track and we ran there 2006 uh, or finished out 2006 ran there 2007 and uh, started 2008 there and uh, you know things got to going with the Saturday night crowd and you know just the politics of racing and everything and um, my dad was kind of at a point in time where he didn't really want to deal with all the politics so he was like you know hey guys what do you think about going running some other places and you know run some big races and get away from just the Saturday night crowd and you know we were definitely all about that so that was uh towards the fall of two thousand and eight and um then he uh bought two icon chassis from Scotty Bager and um we went rode those around Capitol for a couple of weeks and then we actually went to Thanksgiving thunder that year uh two
0: thousand eight so okay and when you do you still run the champ boggy at all or are you are you more more or less just flat cart racing?
1: um yeah more or less just flat cart racing the uh kid Callan that drives with me he has a champ cart so if it comes down to needing the champ cart you know for a race and he's not running it i have one available to me but uh for the most part i just do the uh flat cart deal and then he does the champ cart side of things you know most of the time so
0: okay Even. And uh, I'm I'm gonna jump around a lot here, man. But um, when you when you when you and your brother and how much how old or how much older is your brother than you?
1: He's 13 months older than me, so you know, right over a year. So growing up, that was it was nice because um, you know we were in the same uh, class for the most part. You know, he moved up just a year uh, before I did, but um, we ran the same classes for, you know, a good amount of years in there. Um, and then obviously now that we're both in adult classes, we're both racing against each other again. So
0: Mm -hmm. how, when, so when you guys were younger, you were racing each other a little bit. Did, uh, were you generally about the same speed or was one of you maybe towards the front and near the rear? And, and kind of, I'm just kind of curious as far as like from a, from a, from a parent's point of view, like were there ever talks on the way home, like I can't believe you took your brother out or something.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, there was um there was definitely those talks in there. Um, you know, when we first had got started racing, you know, my brother, he was just more developed than I was. So he was, you know, understood it better and everything. So um my dad actually thought that he was gonna be the better racer and you know, so uh he was telling my brother, you know, well, you're going to run the, the flat cart and the champ cart this week. Cause you know, I, I don't know that Ryan's doing it good enough. So he did that. And, uh, the first time that he had went out in the champ cart, it had been a while cause he had been just running the flat cart, but, uh, he wrecked the champ cart in like the heat race or something. So, you know, I was like, well, maybe it's not me, dad. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> after that, so after that, uh, we were, Generally speaking, we were normally the same speed for the most part. Um, you know, there was times where I was in the front, he was in the back, or you know, I was in the back and he was in the front. But you know, generally speaking, everything kind of worked out actually, and we were able to work together a, a whole lot. You know, um, work work with each other and give each other help when we needed it. You know, in restarts or drafting or You know any any of that kind of
0: stuff. So right. Um, So all right. So you guys got the icons. You uh, you know, obviously, you know, you got them from Bajer, and you know, probably got them set up. So you guys are starting to get serious about this racing now, right? And uh, so when um. Did you travel around for like the VDKA back then, or uh, I guess like the NCVA money series? Um, what what kind of series and racing were you doing? Like once you got the icons and started, you know, it seems to be like you guys were kind of getting into it like full force a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were getting into it full force and uh, kind of traveling every weekend here and there. Um, we didn't do a whole lot of like the tri-state series back then. We were mainly doing. Um, like the Virginia State Series, and like you said, the NCVA Money Series uh, that was run at Martinsville, and uh, a couple other places. But um, you know, we, we mainly stayed around like the Virginia area, and then you know, a few, few places down in uh, North Carolina and South Carolina, um, with the exception of Georgia, obviously. But um, we ran, I think. The 2008 series was our first, uh, or 2009 series was the first uh, time that we ran the NCVA money series, and uh, we were running the VDK before that. So I think we ran VDK 2007, 2008, and uh, started in the NCVA in 2009.
0: Okay. And when you guys are running that who was your dad doing all the tires were you guys working on the go-karts um who was kind of maintaining that because that's i mean for two go-karts especially like in the you know 0809 like in that time it was um we were still you know cutting tires pretty heavy and, and prepping and stuff like that
1: yeah so uh my dad was doing like most of the maintenance work and everything um he would take the go-karts apart and we kind of helped him with it where we could but you know we were young and didn't really know a whole lot, so we were trying to learn as we went along. But um, he would take the go karts apart, and then he would have us actually wash the go karts and um, just the frames and stuff. And um, he would take care of the axles and the motors and everything, and you know the, the important components. And he would put it all back together, and then uh, he would do the tires. But back then, um, the Virginia State Series was actually burst tires, so um, he was with working with a couple of his buddies that ran at Southside Speedway, um, which is an asphalt racetrack, and they ran Burris tires there as well. So it uh, actually kind of worked out because they would run the Burris tires at uh, Southside on the asphalt on Friday nights, and we would come home and scrape the tires, scrape the rubber off the tires, and uh, then we would take it to the dirt track on Saturday and run the same tires that they had just run on Friday night. And uh, it was working out pretty well because with the burst tires, you kind of needed them as hard as you could get them and, uh, you know, as thin as you could get them. So running them on asphalt just helped with all that situation. Um, But my dad was definitely doing all of the work back then um, and then kind of trying to teach us as we went.
0: When? So when, about how old, I guess, was it when does your dad still travel with you guys or help out at all? Um, Is he still involved at all? And if not, like when did he kind of uh, let you guys take over or or when did you guys make that transition where um, you kind of started doing your own deal? Yeah.
1: So he doesn't travel with us um, anymore. He, he works a whole lot, but um, you know, like I just said, he was teaching us, you know, kind of the ropes as we went along and um, as we were going up and, you know, we were still running the junior classes and, um, we got involved with Mark mode and run, started running his classes in 2010. And, uh, you know, he had drivers running for him and stuff. So, um, my dad would always tell us on our off weekends, you know, see if we can get in touch with mode and go to the racetrack with them and, uh, kind of see the way that they do things. And, you know, cause they were running the bigger series and, you know, kind of really heavy into it. And, being around a whole lot of smart guys that had done it, you know, a long time and everything. So he felt like they had more to offer and we could learn a whole lot more from them, you know, than just staying and doing our own stuff or, you know, so how um then in two thousand and I think fourteen is when my dad kinda of stopped coming. You know, he, he told us, you know, I, I gotta start working more. Um so Is up to you guys, but you know, if you guys want to continue racing, you're gonna have to foot more of the bill, um, and you're gonna have to start doing things on your own. So, um, since we had grown up and uh, kind of went to the racetrack with uh, mode and them a couple times and saw the way that they did things and everything, you know, me and my brother felt like, okay, you know, this this shouldn't be too hard. You know, we were to that age to where we were able to learn things a whole lot faster than what we were when we were younger. So um, in 2014 is towards the middle of the season is kind of when we started doing our own things. And um, my dad still came when he can, but it wasn't every weekend. Um, And then I think in 2015 is when we uh, started doing everything and going every weekend on our own. So it was all still, still all my dad's equipment. Like he had paid for it all, but, um, we were kind of doing everything, you know, ourselves at that point.
0: Okay. And what, what was the hardest thing for you guys to really, I know for me, I mean, I, I learned from hammer that used to travel with moon and, um, it's like, you know, when you're doing it and you're watching and it's like uh, yeah, man, like I, you know, I think I got it. And then all of a sudden when you don't have that crutch and you actually have to make the decisions, I know for me, um, it was a big transition and it was kind of like a dip and then you kind of worked your way back up. Was there any part that you guys really struggled with, um, when you did kind of take that, that transition?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, it was a big learning curve. And like you said, even going to the racetrack and, uh, watching some of the big guys do it and, you know, seeing what kind of tire they put on and, you know, when they put it on and everything, you know, it's still a whole lot different from actually doing it yourself. So um, when we first started doing everything ourselves, um, we kind of stayed around home for the most part and we would run, you know, some bigger races, but, you know, we were trying to just learn everything and, you know, learn to when to put, you know, what tire on and, You know, how everything was really supposed to go when you do it on your own. So, um, yeah, but it it was definitely a learning curve for us um, as far as when to get, when to put the right tires on. And I think that's what we struggle with the most was uh, not having the right tires, but learning when to put it on.
0: Right. Yeah. So, and when you were, so let's go back to when you were a kid, uh, I guess at least racing the junior classes um, before you really took over when you guys were racing with your dad. Could you, um, do you have any favorite moments um, or favorite memories and racing? I mean, it could be at the track on the way to or anything like that. Um, like you said, before you guys really kind of jumped on your own, but just like with your dad racing and with your brother. Oh
1: yeah. There was a, uh, we had a bunch of good times back then and um, you know, like you said, to going to the racetrack and from the racetrack, you know, that was always a blast. And, uh, we had a, another guy that was working for my dad at the time and his son grew up racing and, uh, his son was kind of not racing anymore. So he was coming with us to the racetrack and helping us on the weekends and stuff. So car rides were always exciting. Um, I think there was, it was back in uh, probably 2010 or 2011, uh, we were coming from a race in South Carolina, and um, there was it was a real dry season, so there was a whole lot of wildfires. And we were going down the interstate, and uh, there there was a fire, so everyone was having to take a detour. So you know, traffic was backed up on the interstate and everything. And um, the guy that was coming to the racetrack and helping us, his name was Daryl. And uh, so everyone was trying to merge off the interstate and get on that, you know, take the detour. So um, everyone was kind of trying to get off as fast as they can, obviously. And they were pulling over into the grass, actually, and, you know, trying to make it to the exit. So uh, there was a semi that had turned and he was cutting people off. And uh, my dad kind of followed in his lead, you know, just like you know if we got to wait in the line everyone else should have to wait in the line too so uh there was this one guy who came flying up through the grass and he was an older guy and um back then uh my mom would always send snacks with us every week so um this older guy he comes rolling up and he kind of you know cuts us off and gets in front of us or whatever and his wife was just laying into him and um Daryl was like, "Well, you know, what what kind of snacks we got back here?" So he reaches in the bag and he finds a banana. So uh, he he decides he's gonna throw this banana at this guy's car, <laughs> and um, so he rolls down the window and he goes to throw it. My dad's like, "Wait, wait!" He's like, "You don't want to, you know, throw a whole banana out there?" So he peels the banana back, takes a bite of it, and then hurls that thing, and it landed perfectly, you know, right on the top <laughs> of the car, and you can see it sliding down the stick dude's windshield he never said anything but i think that was one of the most memorable moments uh <laughs> coming from the racetrack it was it was a real good time mm-hmm. but uh, like i said we always had a blast car rides to and from you know <laughs> hearing my dad and daryl tell old racing stories or you know talk about you know work or life or everything and you know you just never take those moments for granted you know now looking back on it it was all all pretty cool and at the time, you know, I didn't really realize, you know, how cool it was, but just hearing all that, you know, it, it definitely definitely was cool.
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of times, um, you know, we all like the racing part, but like we don't realize how much we really enjoy um all the other parts of it, you know, just hanging out at the shop or the funny things and even struggling and stuff like that. So all right. <clears throat> So when you When you guys, when you and your brother kind of stepped out and were doing your own deal, were you both working on tires then? Uh, Was it just you doing tires?
1: No, so we both kind of did tires, and um, we would kind of tell each other what we thought, you know, what we were learning or whatever, and um, we had, uh, my dad had got a Larry Jones tire cutting machine, so we were kind of cutting tires on that or figure out you know, when we needed to cut tires, or when we didn't need to cut tires, and, um, you know, we were kind of definitely working together on everything back then, and uh, our dad was still, still had a played a part in it at the shop, you know, as far as telling us what he thought, and, you know, how he was doing things when we were growing up, and, you know, then we were also learning from other people. Like I said, we would go to the racetrack um, with Mark Mode, and, you know, some other people, and, So we would kind of try to put all of that together and, you know, just try to make it work. But
0: so when you, when you're racing and uh, let's just say even now, like uh, you know, everyone gets into kind of like the point where they go through a little bad running streak and things aren't working the same. What do you generally look for? Um, How do you kind of approach that when it does start to happen? Cause you know, we all go through it where you're doing this, same thing and then all of a sudden it's just not working anymore
1: yeah so um i've kind of tried to get in with some of the bigger guys and uh make good friends with a lot of people and i've been successful with that growing up um some of the guys steven adams you know i've I've been friends with him for a long time and um jonathan cash and you know mark mode and some other people so um jerry Thankfully I'm able to lean on them if I ever get into a point where I feel like I'm struggling and, you know, I I just don't really, whatever I was doing wasn't working as well. And, uh, so I've I've got them to kind of ask and, you know, get their input on everything. But even then, you know, just saying what they're doing not necessarily will work for me the same that it does for them. So, um, I kind of try to, you know, see what I think is wrong and, you know, what, what can be done to improve. Um, and then also having Colin driving for me is helping a lot, you know, it's more track time. So it's not just me on the racetrack. Um, so he, he likes to run more classes too. So he'll run the champ car sometimes and he runs the clone heavy classes and stuff. So, um, but then, you know, I've also got Brian Bradford to talk to, so we kind of all bounce ideas off of each other and, you know, see what we think and just try to make it work from there.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing to have, you know, a lot of people that you can uh, can count on and trust to tell you the truth and things like that. It it helps out when you do get kind of off base and uh, kind of at least get you, like you said, not really what to do, maybe just get you kind of pointed in the right direction Um Right. You know, we've all, we've all done it enough. Like, it generally not, it's not, like, actually being told what to do. It's just, like, you know, you get that little tunnel vision sometimes, and uh, I just need to get kind of back on track a little bit. Right. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, so, I mean, racing now, um, how do you decide? Uh, there's so many, you know, there's so many different series. It's really not even series anymore. It's really just a bunch of a string of big races for the most part you know, with a couple series to run, but how do you approach when you sit down and, you know, like we're, we're getting into the fall months, um, or the winter months, you know, we're in October now when you're going to sit down and think about next year, uh, how to kind of plan out your schedule, what races to run, how, how do you, and, and, and how does your team kind of approach, you know, the outlook as far as that goes?
1: So, um, this past year we were kind of looking, um, Colin, he just started racing this, this year was his third year racing. So he was all wanting a leather jacket. And, uh, so, you know, I, I kind of told him yeah, that's fine. You know, we'll run the Virginia state series and try to get you a leather jacket and that. Um, but as far as looking forward to next year, um, like you said, it's, it's not really, there's a couple series out there, but it's, it's almost just like a string of big races at this point. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of plan out a couple series that we would like to run. Um, and then, you know, we'll run the first race or the first couple races and kind of see how that goes. Um, but points racing, is tough in this day and age, you know, and not that it wasn't back in the day, cause I know it was, um, but, you know, just committing to a series is, is kind of tough. And, uh, you know, you, you, get so tied up and so invested in it. Um, you know, if, if you have a bad weekend or whatever, you get frustrated with it. And to me, it's kind of almost easier just to plan out to run. You know, money races and the money races. You know, you're already taking a chance there. You know, of whether you're going to win or not. But you know, when you include the points and all of that, then it's not just the the money aspect of things. It's you know, okay, well who do we have to beat this week and, you know, what kind of racetracks are we going to? Are we good at this racetrack are we not good at this racetrack? So um, that's, that's kind of how we look at, at things. And, you know, start the series off. And if everything's going well, we'll continue through the series. And um, if not, you know, we'll, we'll kind of branch off towards the end and just start running more money races just so we're not, it's not so stressful on us every week. Cause you know, regardless we we like to have fun too doing it so
0: yeah no i agree and what what are some of your your favorite tracks uh maybe like some of the bigger races that are either on your little bucket list or ones that you've already um that already have won um
1: so thanksgiving thunder has always been a, a big race obviously for you know many years and um, I like Carnes, always like Carnesville, and uh, that's definitely. I, I've won a couple races at Thanksgiving Thunder, um, but that's definitely always on the bucket list. Um, there's a racetrack up in Pennsylvania, Hunterstown, that I really like racing there. That that racetrack, um, it was yeah, it's tough on you uh, physically and you know driving wise. So. You Know, I, I kind of like those racetracks where you really have to hustle the go kart and you know get up on the wheel and it's not just wide open the whole time. Um, another place that I really like is kind of local to me now is uh Albemarle Kart Club. Um, it's right here in Elizabeth City, and I know uh one of your previous guys, Jared Jackson, he grew up racing there, so um, that's that's definitely one of my favorite racetracks now. But.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, speaking of Albemarle, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong a couple times, but um, I'm actually going to go down there for the Halloween Havoc. Um, myself and I don't know if you know who Scott Hassel is that hangs out with uh, Jared.
1: Yeah, I know uh, Scott. I don't I yeah. really know him very well. Yeah.
0: I, I do know <clears throat> him. Right. And, um so he was talking to me one day. Actually, when I saw Jared at the G Man race, and um, you know, he's like, "Hey man, if I could ever help out on the, you know, as, as far as like sponsorship or anything like that for the show." And um, so we actually have uh, Dustin Pleasanton who's gonna paint a helmet for. That's uh, a trophy helmet for the winner of the Junior Sportsman class there. Um
1: Good
0: deal. Yeah, man. So uh, you know, one like I'll hopefully I get to see you down there. But um, but yeah, that's a that little track. It, I haven't been in a couple of years, but it does, uh, especially in the fall, like when we're running there for Halloween Havoc, when the dew comes and it gets cooler, it's, uh, it's a whole different track, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I didn't start racing there until um, I believe it was like three years ago. Um, so I, I didn't really, you know, know of it before that. So, but what I kind of heard was the racetrack always stayed slick uh, for the most part back in the day. Um, and, now, I don't know if it's a new guy, set of guys running it or whether they just, you know, put more time into it. I know they put a whole lot of time into it now, but uh, Doug and Tate and all the guys, they, they really do a good job, you know, getting trying to get the racetrack, you know, hard and fast. And uh, like you said, even though they do all that, you know, once the sun sets and once the dew falls and everything, it, it definitely ends up turning into a slick racetrack. So, but it's a whole lot of fun to drive.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's uh it is. It's a racy track. Um that, you know, once you once like I said, once the sun does go down. But um so what like coming up now, you know, it's so it's October now, October first or second. Um it's probably not gonna this probably won't come out for like another week or so, but uh going into middle October to the end of the year, um what are you planning on running and um like when you you know as far as like the big races you're gonna run what are you planning on running and also as far as indoor stuff are you do you do that at all and um because i'm kind of i'm not really familiar with like the, the indoor stuff but i know there's a lot of races down kind of within a few hours of you in the off season
1: yeah um so coming up just during the fall uh at this point in time, like all the series that we have been running are kind of coming to an end or have already ended. So at this point we would kind of call this money season, um, you know, just r- running bigger money races. So, um, I'm helping a kid at the nationals next weekend. Um, and then we have havoc, uh, at Albemarle at the end of the month. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, we're running the Turkey Trot at Capital City in November, and haven't decided for sure where we're going for Thanksgiving. But we always run a Thanksgiving race. Uh, you know, previously it's been just at Georgia, but now with uh, new ownership there and everything, um, and we, we weren't really sure the state that that was going to go. And um, so Paradise is putting on a race as well. So haven't decided, but we'll be somewhere Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and as far as the indoor stuff goes, uh, we don't run a whole lot of indoor races, but we do run one every year in uh, January, uh, the Williamston indoor race. And, um, so we got started running that back a couple of years ago. Um, we heard about it. My dad said, you know, let's go check it out. So we went and, uh, ran good and, uh, we, we didn't end up running it the next year. Um, but then after that, uh, one of my good buddies, Corey Roberts, he likes to work on tires and stuff and he kind of ends his season uh, you know right after Thanksgiving weekend. so um, during the off season he likes to work on stuff as well. so uh, he had come with us one year to Williamston just to kind of help out. you know uh, We were running a whole lot of classes and needed pit help and needed tire help and everything. so he came with us and uh, after that, he's told us, you know, you know, I'm not really doing anything. So uh, why don't you let me try to work on the tires, you know, and and get ready for Winston and everything. So um, I think three years ago was the first time that he did our tires and uh, he kind of prepared them all beforehand. And um, he came with us and loaded everything up in our trailer and he was doing our tires and we ran real good. Um, so that's kind of our tradition now is, you know, he, he kind of does the tires, gets everything ready. And, um, I, I'll still work on the go-karts and everything and me and Corey will get them right. And, uh, we run the, the Williamston race and we've, we've had good success there, um, in the past year. So hoping to continue that again this year, but yeah, that's the, uh, the only indoor race that we really run.
0: gotcha. Yeah. I know Richie's a big fan of the, uh, Williamston as well. And uh so when you did you say that you were helping a kid going into the fall season there's a was it a junior driver that you were helping
1: Yes sir he's actually uh up from your way um Colin James um you know my brother we've always kind of been in tight with Shane Bass and just been good good buddies with him mm-hmm. and um so he was helping Colin previously and um you know that I think they were looking for not that they were running bad with shane or anything you know but they were looking you know just to do things a little bit differently so um he got together with the guy that uh helps colin uh bud Steele. he got together with uh, my brother and kind of worked things out and he needed some tires one day at uh capital city for the virginia state series a couple races ago and um you know, he came to our trailer and we gave him some tires and actually ended up winning on them. So, after that, he was like, you know, what do you think about finishing out the season and, you know, just kind of helping us after that. So, um, I'm going to Nationals next weekend to help Colin and uh, hopefully we can have some good runs. He, he actually ended up, uh, we helped him at the last two Virginia State races and um, he won both of those and picked up the championship in uh, the junior restricted class. So, that was pretty cool.
0: No, that is cool, man. I actually, uh, I've I've actually talked to Shane about being on as well. And, then, um, hopefully in the winter he'll have time. And then, and actually, I don't know if you know that, uh, that Mr. Bud Steele. he like, he used to travel with, um, I think it was Ricky Elliott, um, uh, back in the day, like racing, like he used to be real big into the go-kart stuff. And then, um, and then he went on to be like really big in as far as like a crew chief for like dirt modified scene and stuff. And, uh, I've actually asked him to be on the podcast too, and uh, so I'm, I'm hoping during the winter, man, half of the people you mentioned will actually going to come on here, so yeah, yeah but yeah, uh, yeah, that's good though man they, um, <clears throat> they have a good little team actually, when I was still helping Alex White, they were racing, and uh, I think that'd be a good fit, you know, like knowing you a little bit and knowing them it's um, you know you guys are tempered the same, and I think uh, both kind of moving in the right direction so
1: yeah
0: uh, so Absolutely. when you Yeah, man. And when you, as far as like tires go, so you, you're doing a lot of tires. I don't have, I don't have a lot of experience with the Burris. I know a lot of people have been talking, you know, they kind of like debating like the Burris and maxing and stuff. And you had mentioned earlier that you mess with the Burris a little bit. Have you, have you done anything with those like the last few years as far as dirt racing goes or, or just back in the day when you were running them?
1: No, mainly just back in the day. Um, I've been kinda around Burris a little bit, but as far as like working on it myself, I haven't really had a whole lot to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. but they did when they were running the uh fifty thousand dollar to win race, um, that race was always Burris. Um, so I went with Steven Adams and he was riding for Mark Mode um at the time and Mark Mode and Brian Holder. So, um I went with them back in two thousand sixteen. Uh so we traveled out to Missouri and um seeing how all that went, there was, there's a whole lot to a a Burris tire. Um, And then, you know, I hear about, you know, all the guys up in Pennsylvania and stuff running the uh, Burris tire. And, you know, it definitely sounds like a whole lot to it. So, um, like you said, you know, some people debating for next year, you know, whether they're going to stay Maxis or go Burris. And uh, I guess we'll have to see for sure. But if it does happen, I, I do think it'll, it'll be another learning curve. Um, figuring out you know flat cuts round cuts you know when to put them on and you know what kind of racetrack needs what kind of tire and everything so
0: no i i agree man um so in your opinion as far as um like racing in general um as far as like growing it or i don't know maybe just like getting more people into it Uh, i mean have you heard any good ideas like do you have any thoughts on it and uh not like any pointed things like you have to do this or have to do that but just uh just thoughts in general i I just like to ask people because i try to kind of spread out who who we have on like age-wise and experience and uh just coming like from your point of view i mean are there things that you've seen like race wise where maybe it's for a trophy or a big amount of money that generally gets more people. Um, I don't know, man, just kind of thinking out loud more or less.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately nowadays it kind of seems like everyone is in it for the money and, you know, not saying that I'm not myself. Um, but it it, it does kind of take away from the fun of things, you know, as, as expensive as everything is. And uh, I don't really know any good ways myself to, to cut costs. Um, But I definitely think if that was, you know, an option that that would kind of help the things out, you know, these parents are spending a whole lot of money for their kids to run with good teams and stuff. And then it's tough if you don't have the results that you want. Um, But I always, you know, even for myself, always got to step back and uh, look and just, you know, look at all the memories you're making and, Try to have a good time with it not really think about just the money aspect of things um you know because it's it's definitely more about you know having fun with things and learning and you know making memories um so that's that's kind of the way i try to look at it but
0: yeah and so you all right, so I've I've never been on this, but generally, maybe it's only been in the past few years or so. But there's a cruise that happens, maybe like in the off season. Um, can you just tell, like, just random people that haven't heard about it or know about it? Is it like a racers only? Um, how how is that all set up?
1: So yeah, we were uh, all looking. It was started last year. Actually, was the uh, first time that we did it. But um, you know, it was just a group of buddies and um jock you know the guy that you had on here before and uh ty and my brother and uh matthew robinson a couple other people um we were all just looking you know just to get away you know now that we're all grown and older and make our own money and everything uh we can kind of plan our own vacations and kind of do our own things so um the, at the beginning of last year around march we were talking about vacation you know and what we could do and, you know, what, what we could all afford and what would plan out the best for us. And, uh, someone threw out the option of a cruise and, uh, you know, everyone kind of liked that idea. So, um, originally we were planning on doing it in around like September. And, uh, I was like, well, I don't really know if that's a, a great idea, you know, being hurricane season and everything. And I was like, why don't we try to do something, you know, later in the year? So, um, we had planned it out last year, uh, just to be, like the first, first or second week in December, and um, it was kind of like a, a racers only, but not like an invite only, you know, anyone that wanted to come, you know, we definitely had a good time with it, and uh, we're actually doing it again this year, um, and w- we just have fun with it. We call it the booze cruise, and, uh, mm. you know, just like to go and have fun, so uh, hoping to have all the same guys go again this year and, you know, just just have a good time with it.
0: Do you think you uh, will be able to talk your brother into doing like a podcast from that cruise this, this time, like a round table, a round table discussion with you guys that you have to video it though. That's, that's the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can probably make that happen. Um, You know, he's, he's kind of a a crazy guy. He's got a goofy personality, Um, him and Ty and uh, they definitely both have goofy personalities, but it it makes out, you know, they're, they're always fun to talk to and stuff. So, um, you know, but yeah i I definitely think we can make that happen you know have a round table discussion uh, video it and yeah i would I would probably be a good one to watch
0: um i'm sure i'm sure <clears throat> and um when you when you're kind of looking at maybe the next few years and you know just we'll take for granted that hopefully you'll be racing for another you know a few years where do you see like yourself like do you have any goals would you like do you actually do um I guess. Are you cutting tires on the side? Are you, you know, prepping them? Are you scaling people out, selling? Go. Are you doing anything like that um, currently?
1: So I am a dealer for uh, Trick Olympic. So uh, anyone that needs any Trick Olympic parts can get in uh, contact with me through Facebook or uh, any social media. But um, I do cut tires and prep tires and everything. But I don't, as of right now, I'm not doing it. You know, anything as like a side job or anything. Um, just kind of doing my own stuff and, uh, the people, a couple of people that I help. Um, but anyone that, you know, ever needs any, any tires cut or any scaling or any help, you know, with anything go-kart related that, uh, you know, I'm definitely don't feel like I'm the best in go-karting by any means, but, you know, I, I kinda, you know, can help where I can. And I, I always like to help people and see them do good. Um, you know, ha- had, a good time, uh, Helping Colin over the past couple of years and seeing him grow as a driver and you know win championships and he actually actually did get a uh, championship in a leather jacket this year so it'll be cool to see him get that and uh, helping Colin James as well um, seeing him you know growing as a driver over the years I've always known Colin and watched Colin but you know haven't really had a whole lot of involvement in his program until uh, you know past couple months but. Um, definitely anyone that anyone that needs any tires cut or prepped or scaling or anything can get in contact with me through Facebook or anywhere um, always open to help people
0: and and when I generally put out these like I'll tag you or you know wherever you are whether it's on Facebook or Twitter and um, so people will be able to get a hold of you pretty easily and where would you like to kind of see the sport go um, in the next Four or five years would you like to see more series kind of develop um i I know like it seems like we almost need like, like one series to kind of get everyone back to like on the spotlight or the stage again but um or would you just rather kind of everyone go more towards the money deal and just kind of make it more prestigious races that you can pick out throughout the year and go to
1: um i kind of honestly would like to see it uh, go back to like the, the WK days and when all that was happening. Um, you know, I saw some people talking about it on Facebook. Uh, I actually think it was your post um, about, you know, Higgy and Scotty racing back at Amelia for just a trophy and, you know, just having a blast with it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's definitely how I would like to see it go. Not, not necessarily saying take all the money out of it and just race for trophies again. Um, you know, I know that would be tough on everybody. But, uh, you know, just, just for everyone to kind of have more fun with it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do know it's tough with all the money and, you know, everyone puts into it and all the time that everyone puts into it. But, um, you know, so I don't really know that um, just having one series would kind of bring back, you know, like the WK days or anything. But um, I, I definitely think we could work towards more of that. Um as far as, you know, and also the classes, um, is, is one thing that I would like to see worked on. Not necessarily that it's in a bad thing, but, you know, you go to a race nowadays and you see, um, you know, there's, you know, we'll say fifteen go karts in a clone class and then fifteen go karts in an amateur class. And um, you know, I, I kind of think that people are taking that for granted just because of the money that's put into it. Um so I like to see, I would like to see, you know, bigger cart fields back, you know, even back when I first started racing, um, you know, it was prestigious to make the races and now it's, you know, there's not a whole lot of races where you have to do that. So that, that was always one of the things that, uh, I liked growing up, um, was making the race and knowing that you made the race with the best in the country or the region or the state or, you know, wherever it is. So
0: yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are kind of going, you know, kind of feel that way. I don't know, if, you know, I don't know why. I mean, it just seems like maybe it's because uh, the overall people that are in it have been in it for a while. And it's almost hard to have, uh, you know, I mean, you don't have kids yet. But it's like once you get to that point, it's, it's hard to have a life outside of go-karting without giving up every weekend. So, um, you know, I think there's just so many options for kids and people these days that um, – I just think in order to keep it and maintain it, like we're going to have to kind of like approach it a little bit different, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, I, I definitely think it, you know, it could use some work, not that it's in a bad place, you know, right now by any means, but, um, right. you know, it it could use some work, but I, I definitely don't have the answers for that. Um, so, and I don't, I think it would, it would definitely have to be a collaboration, um, through some of the bigger names in in go karting, you know, to kind of make something happen, um, to progress the sport in whichever direction that you know we all feel it needs to go in.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that can happen on that cruise when you tape it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's am sure it'll, it'll be a meeting of the minds. You, you <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: that would uh, be uh, fun. Yeah.
0: So we're kind of coming to a close here. Um, I uh, I mean, is there anything? Uh, that you would like to talk about? I mean, any of your favorite memories or big races, Uh, anything you like to say or pass along (laughs) to people listening uh, before we get out of here?
1: Uh, I I know one of the stories that uh, I don't know. I I listened and heard that you said, uh, I I think you said that you were not really around Alex a whole lot when he was racing with uh, Eddie Mishu, or maybe you were. uh, No, I I, I wasn't. I was,
0: that's when I had my first kid. I was uh, on my first little hiatus.
1: Yeah. But, uh, one, definitely one of my favorite memories, uh, was at Thanksgiving thunder in 2011, um, the junior big dog race was racing with Alex and, uh, it was my brother actually. And, uh, I led a good portion of the race and, uh, Alex ended up passing me and, uh, it ended up coming down to one of the closest finishes in, in the, uh, Thanksgiving thunder history. I think the, uh, difference was, uh, three or four thousandths in between, uh, my brother actually won, and Alex finished second, and I finished third, and we were all three three wide, going across the line, so that's always been one of my favorite memories to talk about racing, um, you know, and growing up, just racing with um, some of the guys that, racing with some of the guys now that I watched growing up, um, you know, with Cash and, you know, with Jerry Mullis and different people, and um, having an opportunity to drive for them or you know just be involved with them that's that's kind of completed you know everything so far in my racing career um just being able to have the opportunities to run with those guys and you know be around them and everything so
0: that's good man and i feel like uh, you know one of the good things with you uh i figure i could have you on now and a couple years i can have you on again a couple years after that i mean you're still in my opinion, still like the early stages of um of your development and stuff, you know? And uh Yes, sir. So uh so I think you you know, I think you'll do well. So that's good, man. But um well, like as always, man, I really appreciate your time. Um I had a good time talking to you. It was uh it was good to meet you when we actually like talk talk at uh Tri County and um I don't know, man. I like when I talk to kids like you and I, I say kids, I mean I'm probably old enough to be your dad if I was mischievous <laughs> and uh but it's like I I feel like the sport's in good hands, you know? So um if there's anything that I can do, you know, all you have to do is ask. And um if there's any way that uh anyone on here can help you, I'm sure they'll they'll reach out to you and uh good luck moving forward, man.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. Yeah.
0: No problem. All right. As always, if you see Ryan or any of the previous guests, Uh, shoot him a message on facebook on social media if you see him at the track uh, buy him a snow cone you know uh, it takes a lot to come on here and we really just try to have a conversation and not really dictate where it goes and where it starts and if you have any suggestions as far as how the podcast can be improved or if you have any guests that you think would be really good that are you know a good storyteller someone that's either previously been in carding Uh, or currently in carding. Uh, Shoot them my way, and we'll check them out. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week.